0: Everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Dr. Movie, the show that's in my car, as exciting as that sounds. Not that there's much room for anything else. I'm driving a little Chevy Spark, so there's barely enough room for me. But anyhow, I'm not driving at the moment. Got on my lunch break, matter of fact. And I wanted to talk about this movie that I just checked out. I've passed on it many, many year, And I'm talking about Living Dead Girl. So, this is one that, like I said, I've passed on because all the still shots and everything I saw, I totally miscalculated this movie. Um, And, of course, I'm just now figuring out, you know, who made it and all that stuff, too, because I really just never gave this a chance. Because, first of all, I will imagine most of you, as myself, the first thing you think of when you hear Living Dead Girl is Rob Zombie uh, one of the songs, and being the background of what he likes, and without me being smart enough to do any research myself, um, I thought this would be a 60s, you know, Herschel Gordon type movie, you know, very low budget, not really my cup of tea, not that I don't like Herschel Gordon, but there's a time period there where there's a lot of movies I'm just like, yeah, you know, I'm just just not into this. And I, I thought it was going to be in there, and I had no idea it came out in 82. And uh, so I, I I gave it a shot, and I tell you, I'm really surprised with this movie. Um, it doesn't get super high ratings on IMBD or anything, like a 8.5 out of 10. But something interesting that I found out is, uh, I, I'm going to say Jean Rowland directed it, or it's probably Jean, Jean Rowland being that this is French. But, uh, the thing about that, that really got me interested, even after I watched it was, he's the one that made Grapes of Death, which I really like. Not Grapes of Wrath, Grapes of Death. Totally different movie. Um, And I just remember really liking that movie. And, and of course, till now, like I said, I never put it together that the guy that made that made this movie. So, uh, pleasantly surprised. So, here we go. A beautiful beautiful heiress brought back from the dead by a toxic spill must quench quench her insatiable thirst for blood. So, yeah. uh, You know what? I can see where a lot of movies kind of just ran with this idea. Um, but yeah, it starts off these guys are dumping chemical waste into a catacomb of some kind and it spills out. I don't, I don't know why it wakes her up because I don't see it like spill on her or anything, but she wakes up and proceeds to pluck out people's eyebrows, eyebrows, eyeballs and jabbing them in the throat with her first two fingers, which is kind of her, her attack. Throughout the movie, it's amazing because she has no problem just grabbing people and ramming her fingers in their throats. And later on, she won't have a drop of blood on her. So at least being that she's dead, she still has the sense to, you know, wash her hands when she's done, right? <laughs> I just found that interesting that it, it, you know, she has emotions. She has feelings. It really makes me think of Death Dream uh, in the same kind of fashion of, you know, here she is basically being reborn, right? She's coming back, still hasn't got things working yet, right? She's st- she still can't vocalize anything, but, um, she starts having flashbacks. She starts having, you know, emotional breakdowns from things that happened in the past. And, that's an interesting concept when you think about these kind of movies. Because usually it's like, who cares? You just want something gruesome, walking around killing people. Um, and this, I can also see where uh, uh, Let the Right One In kind of pulled from this as well. Because this really is, it's a love story. Um, she has a partner, uh, a, a friend that she grew up with. And they were best friends when they were little. And they even do a Blood Sisters act, right? Where they, you know, like Blood Brothers, but it's Blood Sisters. And uh they are, I guess as they get older, they become an actual couple. And uh, that ties into heavily about what's going on with the story here. So it ends up, even though that, you know, the girl that comes back ha- has these... uh <laughs> Cravings, I guess you'd say. I mean, you can tell she's being tormented because she knows what she's doing is wrong. But she has to consume people in order to survive. Matter of fact, her her partner even tries to give her a dead pigeon or a bird of some kind to say, Hey, here you go. Try this. She's like, Nope, that ain't going to do it. Um, but it, it's it's got so much interesting stuff in it. You've got a, an American couple... That's visiting France, I guess Going cross country, supposed to be a photographer And this woman takes a picture And it happens to be This woman who died two years ago Wandering across the field Going back to where her mind recollects You know, we kind of gave Romero A hard time about some of these ideas Of the zombies remembering their past Or, you know, the whole idea Of them going back to the mall Because that's what they remember They remember that's the place That everybody wanted to be she instantly after she gets out of the, the tomb and kills a couple of guys wants to go directly back to the castle that she was living in with her partner and the, the place is up for sale but hasn't really been moved yet and you see a, a you know a person trying to sell that but anyways this woman it's a photographer from America takes a picture of her out in the field and just is enthralled with this image. And starts trying to track her down, and but everywhere she goes, it's like, well, she she died two years ago. That's impossible. So there's your investigation part of the story that's going on. But meanwhile, you've got, like I said, let the right one in, or let me in, or even Hellraiser. I think all of those kind of dabble with some ideas that are in this. There's no doubt about it. Now, if they pulled it from this movie, I don't know. But You know, I can definitely see where they would have, right? I could see Clive Barker kind of saying, hmm, that's an interesting concept because the monster is no longer the monster. The person that loves them is the monster, right? Same thing I come away with with uh, Death Dream. The mom is so far off the deep end that she will do anything to protect her son that she lost and now she got back. Same thing here, right? This woman is willing to go and track down people and set people on fire and hit them in the head with an axe and, I mean, just to supply what her mate needs to continue to survive. <clears throat> and even though, you know, the girl that's come back keeps telling her, I'm, I'm evil. You know, you need to go ahead and kill me and get rid of me because it's only going to cause more problems. So, it's this movie's got depth way more than I expected because, again, another issue... Well, I never saw it because every version that I saw to get came from Redemption Redemption Pictures. And that's, again, just really not my cup of tea as far as where they're coming from. So I expected smut, right? And it's got, don't get me wrong, it's definitely got nudity. It's got some stuff in it, but not as heavy-handed as I would have expected. And not as 60 flashed out like I'd expected either. So I'm really impressed with this movie, y'all. Uh... And, I don't know, I, I think there's so many ideas in this that we've seen done, but I really feel like this may be where it all came from. It's done so well. Um, this is a well-made movie. And, there's something about it. It it, it doesn't feel like 1982. If you would have asked me, I would have said, just by scenes that are going on, I would have thought mid-70s, seventy-six seventy seven around in there being eighty two really surprised me. maybe it was made earlier and didn't get released till eighty two I don't know I didn't dig into the history of it. I'm giving you my reaction of seeing it for the first time and uh I'm impressed I really am this is this is a good movie and uh there's there's a lot to unravel here. And I guess that's why it says horror slash drama because you do have the whole factor of the main character is tormented if she's not eating human flesh and then she's tormented if she is. And the fact of she keeps telling her mate, you, you have to kill me because all you're going to do is, is just going to get worse and worse. And I'm going to continue to kill people and I, I'm evil. I should not have come back from the dead. All these things are starting to be said. And I'm going to try not to give away the total movie. Because I want it to be a surprise of some sorts. But uh, not an ending that we haven't seen before. But again, maybe this is where it came from. I don't know. Uh, I think uh, think this movie has been pulled from for a lot. There may be a reason that Rob Zombie wrote a song about it. If this is, in fact, the movie that he was referring to, I would think it would be because it is the name of the movie. And, uh, wow. I, I don't know what else to say. Uh, it's just really good. It makes you think about what you watched. And that, that's always something for me. You know, when I walk away from something and it makes me to continue to think about it, that means it definitely made an impact. And I really think this one did, um... It's not going to be one that I'm going to revisit a whole lot But there's no doubt If somebody wanted to watch it tomorrow I'm in, right? So, I don't know Really, really surprised me with this one, y'all Because I did not expect this at all Um, You get some uh, Awkward situations where um, The girlfriend Or the, the one that's the caretaker uh, is trying to, to gather people to bring to the house for her to have. And those are, you know, those are kind of tough. I mean, because she's trying her best. I mean, she's not a serial killer. She's never done anything like this. And you can tell it, right? I mean, it, it, that aspect of it really works, but she's willing to do it, right? Just like, a parent would do anything they could for their child. That's kind of what you got here. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's uncomfortable and it's heartbreaking all at the same time. So, uh, I don't know. I think you should give this one a shot. Uh, it's on Tubi, of course, for free. It's been sitting on my list for a long time. So, again, I just threw it on there. And thought, eh, one of these days I'll get around to it. And I really tried to avoid it. And man, I wish I would have watched this many years ago. Because uh, I think it's uh, a predecessor to a lot of other movies that we hold in high acclaim. So, that's my take on it. Living Dead Girl, 1980, what did I say? 1982. And like I said, it's uh, it's on Tubi. If you like that one, highly recommend Grapes of Death, too. And uh, I don't know if, where you can find that one at currently, but that's, a, that's the one that got me uh, interested for sure. So uh, so that's it for this one, folks. If you've got some ideas of this one, if you're a fan of this movie, hey, hit me up, message me, let me know what you think about it. Or uh, if you check it out and you're as blown away as I am, then uh, let me know about it, right? Alright, folks. That's it for this one. Till next time. Arigato!